This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tonight, the U.S. baby formula shortage should improve dramatically within weeks, according to the FDA. Congress will take emergency action next week to make more formula widely available and plans to investigate the largest manufacturers. Outrage after Israeli police beat pallbearers at the funeral for a slain Palestinian-American journalist. Her family is speaking out. Ukraine begins its first war crimes trial. A 21-year-old Russian soldier charged with killing an unarmed Ukrainian civilian. Brittany Griner in Russian court. The WNBA star's detention was extended by one month. A manhunt is underway in Texas tonight for a convicted killer who escaped after stabbing a guard and hijacking a prison bus. Crypto crash. One trillion dollars worth of virtual currencies like Bitcoin wiped out over the last month. Deadly storms. Three killed across the Midwest from 100 mile per hour winds hail and tornadoes. Did this traffic stop in Georgia violate the civil rights of athletes at a historically black college? And on the road, a spring tribute to love in bloom in Connecticut. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. I'm Margaret Brennan, in for Nora. Tonight, President Biden said it is just a matter of weeks before baby formula is back on shelves. The U.S. is working now with manufacturers to import formula and relieve this nationwide crisis. 
From coast to coast, over 43% of all baby formula products are just out of stock. And in some parts of the country, the problem is even worse. But for some desperate families, especially those reliant on government assistance, help may not come soon enough. The FDA will unveil its plans next week. Meanwhile, lawmakers on Capitol Hill have launched investigations and have hearings set to begin next week. We have a lot of news to get to tonight, and CBS's Elise Preston will start us off from New York. Good evening to you, Elise. Good evening, Margaret. The Department of Health and Human Services launched a website today to help frustrated families find formula, hoping to ease the crippling shortage. I'm constantly stressed about it. It's terrifying. I just don't understand why it's taking so long. Fed up, angry, and heartbroken. Parents from coast to coast are scrambling to find formula to feed their hungry and helpless babies. I can't be doing this. I can't be running to 10 different stores every single month trying to find her formula. What else can I do? On Capitol Hill, lawmakers are launching an investigation as to how this frightful formula shortage even happened. The House Oversight Committee wants to know how the nation's top producers are going to get formula back onto store shelves. Yeah. For new mothers like Kelly McHenry, it cannot come soon enough. Everything is new to us, and now having to worry about if I'm going to have enough formula to feed my baby, some days is unbearable. The shortage began festering several months ago, fueled by ongoing supply chain problems. It exploded into a nationwide crisis when Abbott Nutrition recalled three types of infant formula in February after four babies developed bacterial infections. Two died. The company shut down its largest plant in Michigan. Today, President Biden responded to critics who say that his administration could have acted sooner. If we'd been better mind readers, I guess we could have, but we moved as quickly as the problem became apparent to us. The White House said it is considering invoking the Defense Production Act to help control the emergency long term. This is a process. We're working on it very, very hard. There's nothing more urgent. Breastfeeding moms are helping fill the shortage. Many are donating extra milk to banks like this one in New York. Did you ever imagine something like this would happen? No, I certainly, I don't think any of us could have uh, predicted this. We found two. After three weeks of searching, Kelly McHenry finally found formula, but she's not keeping it all to herself. I'm gonna post to see if another mom needs this type of formula. We gotta help each other out. While families are turning to different methods to feed their babies next week, the FDA is expected to announce plans detailing how international companies can import formula here to the U.S. Margaret? Thank you. Well, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said the U.S. is deeply troubled by the actions of Israeli police for, quote, intruding into the funeral procession of a Palestinian-American journalist. Today, President Biden called for an investigation into her killing. Here's CBS's Roxana Saberi. A day meant to mourn the death of journalist Shireen Abu Akhla turned tense when Israeli police suddenly moved in, swinging their batons. At one point, the pallbearers, trying to reach a church in Jerusalem, nearly dropped the casket. The police say rioters had hurled stones and other objects at them. But the White House is calling these images disturbing. This is a day where we should all be marking, including everyone there, uh, the memory of a remarkable journalist um, who lost uh, her life. We regret the intrusion into what should have been a peaceful procession. Wearing body armor, clearly marked press, the Al Jazeera journalist was shot on Wednesday 
while covering an Israeli raid in the West Bank town of Jenin. Israel initially suggested she was killed by Palestinian gunmen, but today the military said it can't unequivocally determine the source of the fatal gunshot. Violence has surged here in recent months, with at least 16 Israelis killed by Palestinians since March, and around 30 Palestinians reportedly killed in confrontations with Israeli forces. The funeral of Abu Akleh, who was widely respected in the Arab world, eventually took place today mostly peacefully. Thousands of Palestinians said goodbye to a woman they now see as a martyr. What do you think she would have made of that role? Lena Abu Akleh is her niece. Well, knowing her, um, I mean, she was big in life and she was even bigger in death. What we want is justice. We want accountability. We want them to be held accountable for assassinating and for killing my aunt. Tonight, the Palestinian Authority says its preliminary investigation found that Israeli forces deliberately killed Abu Akleh, and she died from a gunshot wound to her head. Palestinian officials are denying Israel's request to examine the bullet. Margaret. Roxana, thank you. The Pentagon announced today that the defense secretary spoke with his Russian counterpart for the first time since the invasion of Ukraine. This as the NATO military alliance is poised for an historic expansion, which could be a blow to Russia. President Biden spoke today with the leaders of Sweden and Finland as those countries mull becoming NATO members. Meanwhile, in Ukraine, the first war crime trial of a Russian soldier is now underway. CBS's Deborah Pata is in Kyiv, and we do want to warn you, some of the images are disturbing. Ukrainian prosecutors have wasted no time bringing the first person to trial for a war crime. 21-year-old Russian Sergeant Vadim Shishimarin. Inside this courthouse, he stands accused of shooting an unarmed 62-year-old man on a bike and leaving him dead on the side of the road. Shishimarin may be the first, but the chief prosecutor is determined he won't be the last. Already over 11,000 cases have been identified, and every day brings even more atrocities. Before Russian artillery reduced these schools to rubble, they were full of students. And as towns are liberated from Russian occupation, fresh new crime scenes are uncovered, revealing the kind of damning evidence prosecutors need to build their case. This crime was even caught on camera. Here you see Russian soldiers chatting with a local security guard. Moments later, they shoot him in the back as he walks away. He staggers to a hut where he bleeds to death while they drink nearby. In the liberated village of Stepanki, 52-year-old Olga Karpenko's daughter could not hide from a Russian tank that fired directly at her house. It was still not completely safe when Karpenko returned with war crimes investigators to exhume her daughter's body, reliving the trauma once again. She didn't die straight away, she said. She suffered for almost a whole day. Even if the perpetrators are called to account, all she has left is heartbreak. The United Nations is also documenting war crimes in Ukraine and says the evidence gathered so far does not scratch the surface of the extent of atrocities committed in this war. Margaret? Powerful reporting tonight from Deborah Pada.
A lot of the video evidence of those alleged Russian war crimes is being found on social media. On this Sunday's 60 Minutes, CBS's Scott Pelley reports on the group of online investigators who are using artificial intelligence to try to find every image. Nearly everyone in Ukraine is a witness with a camera. Bellingcat is combining tens of thousands of social media posts to make them searchable by place and time. And we look as many sources as possible and use those sources to build a picture of what happened, videos, photographs, satellite imagery. Then we look at the witness statements and the various allegations made by either side. Locations and times are corroborated with independent sources, including satellite images and Google Street View. The goal is to provide verified evidence for future criminal trials. And it also means that we're collecting an archive of material that for future generations they can go back and look at this material. You can watch Scott Pelley's full report Sunday night on 60 Minutes. Today in Russia, WNBA star Brittany Griner was back in a Moscow courtroom. Her pretrial detention was extended another month following a brief hearing. The 31-year-old American has been in custody for nearly three months after vape cartridges containing cannabis oil were allegedly found in her luggage at Moscow's airport. The U.S. State Department said she's being wrongfully detained but doing as well as can be in these exceedingly difficult circumstances. Tonight, an intense manhunt is underway in Texas for a prisoner who made a violent escape while being transported for a medical appointment. Here's CBS's Omar Villafranca. Hundreds of law enforcement officers are searching for a convicted murderer who made a daring escape in East Texas. 46-year-old Gonzalo Lopez was being transported on this bus when he somehow got out of his restraints, cut through to the driver's compartment, and attacked the officer at the steering wheel near Centerville, Texas, about 120 miles north of Houston. He used some type of a device to cut out the bottom of that door. He crawled underneath the door. That's when he started struggling with the officer. With the bus stopped, investigators say Lopez stabbed the driving officer in the hand. Another officer in the bus managed to shoot the tires out, but Lopez still drove off with 15 other inmates before crashing the bus more than a mile away and running off. They fired shots at him as he was running across the cow pasture. We don't think he got hit. Lopez has a long criminal history, including aggravated assault, kidnapping, and murder. He was serving a life sentence for using a pickaxe to kill a man and attempting to murder a deputy. This man is a very dangerous person. If you see him, do not attempt to take him into custody by yourself. Deputies say he was last seen wearing white prison pants and a white shirt. Omar Villafranca, CBS News, Dallas. Turning to Wall Street, where the major stock market indices ended the day on an up note. The tech-heavy Nasdaq led the rally, gaining nearly 4%. The Dow and the S&P 500 were also up, but not enough to erase all the losses from a brutal week. Over the last 24 hours, the world of virtual currency known as crypto cash lost about $200 billion in value. Some are calling it the crypto crash. We'll get more now from CBS's Manuel Bajorquez. Fortune favors the brave. Cryptocurrencies have shot into the public arena, with sports stars and celebrities endorsing them as the future of finance. 
In Miami, the crypto craze includes the world's largest Bitcoin convention and a mayor who wants to make the city a crypto hub. Welcome to the future of finance. Unveiling a statue last month symbolizing the bullish rise of the unregulated online currency, even vowing to take a city salary in Bitcoin. So this doesn't change your approach to cryptocurrency coming into the city? Absolutely not. Not one bit. You can't change your approach just because uh, the market has a bad week or a bad day. This is about the core of the technology. Interest rate hikes have led to a sell-off of stocks and spooked investors from risky bets, sending crypto plummeting this year, from Bitcoin's 39% drop to stablecoin Luna's near total loss in just the last week. It's estimated investors have lost a combined trillion dollars. Remy Tito is out two million, but says he can take the hit. I can see online right now all the people saying they lost their life saving, they lost everything. And the first thing is don't invest money you cannot afford to lose. That is the golden rule, says CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger, who also says don't rule out crypto yet. This happened in the dot-com boom of the 1990s. This is a lot of people who believe in this technology. They're not sure how it's going to work out, but they are true believers. Among them, Miami's mayor, who says crypto investments here have brought in jobs and dollars. Still, by one estimate, 40% of Bitcoin investors are currently underwater and will lose money unless they can ride it out. Margaret? Many Bajorcas in Miami. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Communities across the Midwest are cleaning up tonight following a 500-mile-long storm system that caused widespread damage. In South Dakota, two people were killed after windstorms topping more than 100 miles per hour swept through the state. One woman died when a wall of dust, dirt, and debris blew into her car while she was traveling home. In Minnesota, homes were damaged. Trees were uprooted. A volunteer firefighter was killed when a grain bin collapsed onto his car. The president of Delaware State University says the historically black school plans to file a civil rights complaint with the Justice Department after a bus carrying the women's lacrosse team was stopped and searched in Georgia last month. The school is accusing sheriff's deputies of misconduct, claiming officers intimidated and humiliated the players, searching their bags for drugs and finding none. The bus driver wasn't even given a ticket. Spring is a time of rebirth and renewal, but for one Connecticut community, it's also a time to remember a love story for the ages. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road. For many, it's a mystery that blooms anew every spring. How many years has this been here? I don't know, a long time though. This field of daffodils, far too many to be growing by chance, far too beautiful to not stop and stroll seems randomly set along a narrow two-lane road in southwestern Connecticut. 
when I drive by, it just brings tears to my eyes. Because that's how I remember them. To Patty Pavlik, this field is no mystery. Her aunt and uncle, Bud and Florence McQuaid, used to own the land. Patty says her uncle Bud planted these daffodils because Florence loved them so, and because he loved her so through 60 years of marriage. So every day was as happy as this day. I would surmise so. <laughs> as testament. Yes, yes. <laughs> Today, there are roughly 40,000 flowers. That was his memory of her. After Florence died, dividing the bulbs to grow more became Bud's annual tribute and obsession. He lived to 103, planting daffodils almost to the very end. Bud passed in 2019, and his property went on the market. It's a prime building lot, so many thought that would be the end of it. You know, someone would build something on this, and this would become just someone's front lawn, and the flowers would be gone. But neighbor Stacy Steinmetz stepped in, buying the property and the metaphor that comes with it. I guess just like his love grew, the, the field continues to grow. You know, it's everlasting and it's expanding, so I certainly wouldn't want that to be lost. So it stays, an eternal sign of spring and brilliantly illustrated love story, documenting in vivid color for couples everywhere. It smells so good. It does. Just how endless love can be. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Reading, Connecticut. Sunday on Face the Nation, my guests will include Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, former Defense Secretary Mark Esper, and former FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan in our nation's capital. Good night and have a great weekend. See you Sunday. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.